0: First question. Oh, man, this is going to get saucy. Um, we'll get those questions later. Yeah. First question for Wesley. Check, 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 check. What up, Wesley? Hi. My name is Wesley. You haven't met me. Can everybody hear him? Yeah. Check, oh. check, check. Um, one of the things that I highly underestimated as a high school student was choices. Well, my parents talked about it all the time, and I was like, Cool. Mom and dad make wise choices, and, like, all of that was a big deal. But most of my life, I did not realize the power of choices and the effects of choices uh, until I am now where I am, post-high school, almost 10 years. Next next year will be 10 years out of high school. Ugh. Um, how is that possible? But um, choices, and so one of the things I wanted to ask you, Wesley, when you're thinking, so how old are you? Uh, 22. 22. Think about it. Anybody? Ah, thank you for being right there, Lauren. Story
1: <laughs> <sighs> about back Taylor Swift, just. <sighs> uh, uh, okay. He met Taylor Swift. I did. Yeah.
0: Another story, another day. Coming back to you, <laughs> 22, recently married. Yeah, let's How long go. have you been married?
1: Uh, gee, this is a test. Where, uh, where's almost, your wife? Almost four months.
0: Am all right, Is She in here?
1: December, December 11th will be four months. She out, she out, I think she's taking care of her.
0: Cool. There she is. There she Almost is Almost four the months, window. there you are. She's creepy go. in the window. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I'm listening to your answer. It you better be right. Yeah. Uh, December 11th will be four months. Yeah. Awesome. We are pumped. We love you guys. Um, I'm a good husband. Yeah. <laughs> four months, honey. Got that. it, got it. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you, a two-part question. It's about choices. Uh, think about Wesley in high school. Okay, so you graduated four years ago. Anybody know Wesley in high school here? Probably. That was a couple of you? Thank you. That's <laughs> a, gosh dang
1: it. I'm like j I'm like just at the like brink of like I probably went to school with some of you. I and think I,
0: we, I think seniors seniors hit no. that might have been the last class. On yeah. a scale well, no but of I went to
1: school with you, did I? No. No? You're like five.
0: I thought you were a freshman when I was a senior. Nope. All right. Yeah, okay. On a scale of adorable to ferocious, where did Wesley land on Uh, that?
1: I'm not answering that question. Right in the middle? (laughs) That's what I thought. All
0: right. So, Wesley, here's the question. Speaking about choices, what is one decision that cost you but was worth it Mm. in high school? Or you can talk about a couple, but that idea of a decision that in the moment cost you, but it ultimately was worth it looking back on that decision.
1: Yeah. I, th- I think this is going to sound a little bit contradictory because this seems like a good thing. Um, and, like, well, how, why did that cost you? It, you know, it benefited you, right? Um, but keeping leaders close. I, kept, I, I mean, I'll give you a little backstory context about Wesley. I grew up at this church, been, been here my whole life, um, but that – that aside, I still could have not kept leaders close. I still could have kept leaders at a distance. But I kept leaders really close. Now, the, the thing that, that cost me with that is that I make stupid decisions, right? I made a, I made a ton of terrible decisions when I was in high school. I, I don't even want to get into them. But um, I made a lot of terrible decisions when I was in high school. And so I think, I think something that cost me was that I did keep leaders close. And, and it, it costed me a lot of, like, hard seasons because I had leaders that would call things out of me and call things, like, be really stern with me and be really, and, and call things out of me and call me up, and um, so I think I think that's a, a big one um, of keeping leaders close. I, I kept leaders really close in my life, and, um, and I know that sounds like, oh, to your own horn, but it was actually really hard. It was really difficult to keep leaders close, and, and what it actually did was it they, when I made a stupid decision, they were the first ones to say, hey, uh, you know. We need to work on that. We need to grow in that. We need to we need to walk through
0: that. So I think I think that's a big one. Yeah, that mine mine along that. Can you keeping leaders close? Just for in case people are out of that lingo, you kind of you kind of yeah. alluded a little bit more to what that means. But just for for other students, like what are you talking about keeping leaders close? Yeah. In our context, what are you what are you describing? What does that actually look like? Yeah, adult leaders, raise your
1: hand. I don't know. There's not a ton tonight. Oh, if you're
0: an, there, an adult leader in here. Adult leader. I guess a lot. Yeah, luck, come on. Our, <laughs> I guess our adult leaders don't like to sit on this side yeah, of the seriously. room. Yeah, seriously. Just
1: kidding. Uh, well, I I spent time with them. So, I mean, the, there's, there's, there was leaders in my life. So, I had, I mean, there was my youth pastor, but then there was tons of different leaders. Because, I mean, I had great parents. I know a lot of you have great parents. Some of you uh, have a little bit harder situations at home. But, but people besides my parents that could speak life into me. Uh, my parents growing up would always say, put people – I want to put people – in my kids' lives that love Jesus like I love Jesus, and so that's what they did. They put leaders in my life that love Jesus like they did, and and so I I, I spent time with leaders. I I I because oh this is here here it is. Accountability is not going to come knocking on your door. It's not. So so we need accountability. For those of you who don't know what accountability is, accountability means I. I, I'm not always going to be able to trust myself to make the right decision. So I need someone to come alongside me who loves Jesus, who's walking with Jesus, who has the Holy Spirit to, to, to talk with them and to, and to guide them. I need someone to come alongside me so that I am not alone. I have somebody to go to. I have somebody, hey, I don't know what to do here. I'm, I'm stuck. I, I'm in a relationship issue. I'm in, I'm in this. I don't know what to do. And I need people to walk alongside me. But accountability is not going to come knocking on your door. They're not going to come knocking on you. I mean, they want to be in your life. But, but accountability, you, you got to go knocking on doors. You got you to seek accountability out. You have to be the one that says, I need you in my life. I recognize and I honor the fact that you're a little bit further down the road. And I need you in my life. Because I, even though sometimes I think I know what's best for me, I, I think I know it all, I don't. You don't know it all. You don't know everything and you need people in your life um
0: to to help you talk yeah. you walk you through things It's really good um, I've said this before. I had youth pastors say this, and you've probably heard it many times, but uh, the phrasing "Show me your friends, and I'll show you your future uh, It's so real, especially in high school and one of the things that when it came to, when it came to a decision that cost me but was worth it uh it was who I chose. Similarly to like keeping leaders close, it was who in my friend circles I allowed close. And the question that I, I would challenge you with to consider for your own life personally, one that I had to consistently ask myself is, who is causing me to be sharpened? Who's causing me to settle? Sharpen and settle. Because a lot of the times there's no in between. There's people in your life They don't. There's, it's 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 life or death. It's not. There's no real in between. But you got people close to your friends will either sharpen you or they will they will settle you. They will cause you to settle. And um, and I it cost me because there were a lot of things I had to say no to, in moments I wanted to say yes to, because I knew if I hung out with that group of people in that situation I was gonna make dumb, stupid decisions. Because I'd done it before, but. My people-pleasing side, I didn't want my friends. To there was a lot of that tension. But one of the things that when it came when it came to a decision, and it wasn't this big thing. This is the other thing with choices that I want I to get you to consider. A lot of the times we look at life through the lens of the big moments and the big decisions and the big choices. The, who I'm going to say yes to homecoming with, going to homecoming with. Who, uh, who I'm going to date. Big, big decision there. Where I'm going to go to school after I graduate. I mean, just big thing. But life is so much more the little decisions, the little choices that make you or break you. And for me, it was making the small decisions in moments ago. I'm going to go the route of being sharpened more than settling because I know when I go with that group and I settle, I make stupid decisions that I regret. And I think a lot of us in here, when it comes to our friend groups, uh, a lot of us need some rearranging. A lot of us need some, a lot of us need some shifting in our friend groups, or we need some shifting in who we're getting close to or letting be close to us. I'm not saying you leave here and be like, all right, cool, peace out with you three, you two. We're gonna stay together. The two of you, three of you that have been a part of this thing and dragging this circle down, you're gone. Figure out a new friend group. I think that happens sometimes. That's called drama. Yeah. Ooh. But. But there's some of you that have been hanging around people for too long that you should stop hanging around. There's some of you that have been hanging around people and letting them too close to you that you need to stop letting close to you. And there's a way to do it in love, and there's a way to do it with integrity and with character, but do not continue to stay close to people who are causing you to settle. You will regret that decision so much more in life than the short-term pain, the short-term cost of, of a conflict or a moment of changing some friendship dynamics that cause you to go a completely different direction in life, then you will later if you do nothing and you continue to settle and settle and settle yourself into bad decision after bad decision after bad choice after bad choice and then find yourself in a place that's hopeless and, and desperate and dark, and you're doing things you never thought you would do, you said you would never do, and with people you'd never do it with, in places you would never be, because you made small decisions that w- had big impact and big implications. So that was one decision that I did not succeed at a lot, but I ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, was one that I, cost me in the moment, but I'm, it was worth it at the end.
1: Yeah, Make the, make the distinction between, or help, help me make the distinction between because, I mean, we come to church all the time, right? And we hear, hey, go love, go love people who don't know Jesus, right? And a lot of times those people that aren't super great influences don't know Jesus. So how do we, okay, these are, the, these are my friends that are helping me, you know, get better yep. and not settle. Yep. But also living the balance of, like, I want to I love people who don't know Jesus. And I, how, do, how do I befriend those people?
0: Such a good question. Yeah,
1: I, I don't want to be influenced to do things I shouldn't yeah,
0: do. Yeah, such a good question. Um the way I always, the way I filtered it with my own life, because I was all, I I would, my wife can attest to who I was in high school, because she, from ninth grade through twelfth grade, I mean, you went to college when I was in twelfth grade, but you were still pretty, pretty connected to our group, so I was in and around as many people as I possibly could in high school, at my school, at my youth group, like, I was, it was not, I was not just in my Christian group, I mean, I was connected to them, but I was on a heat-seeking mission to see people saved, like, I, Genuinely like I spent a lot of time around non-Christian. I made a lot of stupid decisions, but that was a lot. So I had that tension a ton. And ultimately what I had to filter through was when I began to be influenced more than I was influencing. That was my gauge. When I began to walk away from hanging out or from a moment, finding myself being influenced by them more than I was influencing them. I begin to know that's the line. I've got to I've got to meter my time. I've got to I gotta, I gotta be, I gotta be not closed off, but I just gotta be wise here with how I spend my time with this person. And you, you know those moments. Like nobody can know that for you, but you. Yeah. But you know in those moments if you're being influenced by that person more than you're influencing them. But that was one of the ways that I gauged it. That's good. Um, going forward. Okay, let's go. Let's bypass the next one. Okay. Because I want to. I think we should get to some of these. Yeah. Um, Unless you do you have anything for this the part B to that that's that that you that you feel like you should or w- want to say yeah actually do it hit it yeah so here's the question part B uh, part B to this question part A was what's one decision that cost you but was worth it so the B is what's one decision that wasn't worth it but it cost you yeah well
1: I'll, I'll just give you a little story so when I was in high school, everybody know what Running Start is. Yep. Cool. So, so sophomore year, I was making the decision whether or not to do Running Start, and I clearly heard from the Lord, "Don't do Running Start." <laughs> For those of you who know me, I did Running Start, <laughs> and um, and it cost me a lot, and it was not worth it. Um, and and but the, there's a there's, a, there's a two sides to it, because God's so good and he's so gracious that no matter what decision you make, he's, he's always working on your behalf for the good of, you know. But there, there, was, there, there was, I think, a, a something that the Lord wanted to do. And he used me in a ton of other ways. So it, it's really hard uh, dichotomy. But the, the Lord wanted me to say it to one And I just had this, like, Nineveh picture. I don't know if you guys know the book of Jonah. But essentially, the Lord says, go to Nineveh. You're going you're gonna to save all these people. And he's like, no, I'm going to go the opposite way. And, and and I just want to encourage you because I think this happens a lot because we're in a in a culture of like uh like i I don't want to go talk to people I don't know or I don't want to be around these I just kind of want to like disassociate a lot of times, and that's what I tried to do i I disassociated and I was like okay i i I have a group of friends here, but like uh they're like going down the wrong path, you know, so I want to get away from them so I decided to go to running start and and there there was just I mean again the Lord used me at running start and I, and I don't to think like if you do if you don't do what the Lord tells you like you're it you're done like you're you're done for like that's not the truth don't hear that but there was something that that the Lord did in me and I had to realize afterwards because I didn't realize that at first that that he had something in in, in store for me at tell Water that I that I did miss and and that's okay because there's grace but uh knowing that like what God's calling you to isn't always going to be, like, the convenient option. Like, what God's calling you to isn't going to be, like, what you actually necessarily want to do. I wanted to get my AA. I wanted to get a head start at college because I just wanted to be older. I was always looking to the future. I was always looking to what was next. And I totally missed out on so many friends. And I lo- I, I, going to Running Start, I lost a lot of friends because I just disassociated myself. And, and I just want to challenge you, don't underestimate the influence and the power that you have with a circle of friends that you do have. And so, so if the Lord is calling you to do something that like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to go do this. Be obedient. Because he wants to use you for a specific reason. And he wants to do something that you would have no clue. You couldn't even fathom. I mean, Ephesians 3.20. He wants to do immeasurably more than you could ever ask or even imagine. And he wants to do that through you. And so... Don't always go with what's con- what's convenient. Don't always go with what you think is logical. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to get a head start. My education matters, Lord. Jeez. Like, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nope. Anyways. Um, it's not true. Uh, anyways. But, but uh, yeah. I, ju- I missed so many opp- so many opportunities, so many moments to be Jesus to people. And maybe Jesus to people that would never experience Jesus ever. And, uh, and so don't always go with what's convenient. Don't always go with what you think is logical. Listen to the Lord and be obedient.
0: That's really good. You read through a couple of these. I'm going to answer mine, and then I think we start going here. Um, and then at the very end, if you want to add the last thing. So, But go ahead and go through and try to pick one or two that might be some easy, quick ones that we can hit. Um, something that wasn't worth it and it cost me, I was a, I was a beginning of my senior year. I was like super involved with my youth ministry, and very I mean every day I was at the church, I was super super involved and to the point that my parents were like do you like do you have fun? like do you like you should have fun like you're a kid still so, like you're gonna go be an intern pretty soon and give a lot of your time shout out to my anthem students here and anthem alumni to the church like come and say to the church, you're gonna give a lot of your time and stuff to the church anyway, like a little bit more, and the reason why they were saying that was because there was a, a girl at the time, not Holly, um, that was not a Christian, and but was starting to come to youth ministry, our youth group, um, who caught my attention, and I started to talk to her because I was still in high school. I was still a senior in high school. She, I think, she was a junior, and uh, and we started it, we started connecting pretty well, and. I really started to go, maybe, maybe, maybe this is something. I don't know. So, like, I wanted to hang out with her. wanted to go to coffee. wanted to hang out a little bit more. And uh, I remember just being tensioned. Like, I knew that this girl was not going to be a good influence on me. And I knew that the way she was pursuing me, I, 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 could, I could go a couple steps down. And I knew that it ultimately wasn't going to lead me in a place that I was going to be able to be uh, integrous and full of character. So, I saw that coming. But my parents, who love Jesus a lot and love me a lot and are all about all the, that stuff, just were like, "Go have fun, don't worry about you know church stuff for a bit, like go and be a high school student and And I knew where they're coming from, but in that moment it whatever for whatever reason it it like released me to go make a decision that ultimately cost me and I spent some time with this girl, and at the time, this is going to sound for some of you it's going to sound like uh." Like minuscule, like not a big deal, but for me at that point in my life, it was massive, because I had made a commitment to myself that I wanted to save my first kiss uh, for my for my future wife. That's what I wanted to do. Okay. Wedding day, that was the thought too. I don't know if that's a good decision or not. I don't know. Some of you, I don't know. I don't know. I, y'all can figure all that stuff out one day. Um, but for me, I really wanted to save my first kiss for my future wife, and uh, ultimately. I hung out with this girl a couple of times, and it led to me not saving my first kiss for my future wife. And um, I remember w- leaving that, that time going like, that was the biggest mistake at this point that cost me. Something I had, I had so valued, I had fought so hard to keep, to save for this person that wasn't this person. Uh, and I just, I just gave that. And again, I could, for some of you, are like, seriously, you're talking about a kiss? For me in that season, it was a big deal. And, um, and it cost me something very valuable. It was a gift that I wanted to give to somebody else, my future wife, that I wasn't able to. Uh, and it wasn't worth it. And the point of that is there will sometimes even be people in your life that really love you and want what's best for you. And sometimes, I'm not saying go out of here and be like, okay, mom and dad, my youth pastor said that sometimes you're wrong. So I'm not going to listen. That's not what I'm saying. But ultimately, you know your own heart better than anybody else does. You know your ability to know, like, I'm going to go here. Or I'm not. Nobody else can know that like you can. And so my challenge would be, that was for me. I knew that. I saw it coming, and I decided anyway. My parents were like, go have fun. And I was like, you're right. I'm going to have fun, and I pushed the, the limit farther than I, I wanted to, and I knew I was going to, and I regretted it. It's something that cost me. That was one for me. Challenge to you is if you know where you're going to go, or you're in a place, and you become numb to a place that you know you shouldn't be, uh, it's never too late. God's grace has not run out on you, um, but know when they come in front of you, and the like, other opportunities to do that in the future, if you got it in your heart, and you know you're going to go to a spot like you need to be able to make those Make those calls for yourself before you get there. Okay. Here we go. A few minutes here. You guys asked a ton of questions. This is awesome. Two pages of questions. No, one page, but it's all on two different tabs. A lot of relationship questions. I'm going to take a lot of these relationship questions, and we will um, in February. I know it's a couple months away, but, man, we know how important relationships are. We take an entire month four weeks in February and we do series and we walk through a lot of these questions um and so I won't hit a ton of those tonight because I know there's a lot of you that are like I'm desperate for this right now help me um but we'll hit a couple of them okay first one go ahead what's the, yeah you get here say the question and then yeah. go ahead and hit it first one how do you get connected to leaders how do you ask for accountability great question
1: um, I this is this is my opinion, and I'd love you share yours
0: again. If you're a leader in here, will you raise a hand for a second? And a lot of leaders aren't here tonight because of Thanksgiving. But everybody, take a yeah. look. If you're a high, if you're a, a adult leader here, Cody's in the back. Look at this group because you need to be able to see these people. They, a lot of them will have lanyards while they're here on Sundays. Okay, put your hands down. Keep going. Um,
1: this is this is uh this is kind of weird and awkward if you, you make it, but uh go up to them and say. Will you be will you, Will you be my leader? <laughs> will you Will you be accountable for me? I, I I I don't know. That's that's my opinion. I think the the more that you can just be honest, like, hey, like, I, I need people in my life. Like literally going okay, going up. Chase is the leader. I'm going up to. I need people in my life, and I w- I would love if hey, can we go get coffee? Can we go do this? Be be upfront. Just ask. Uh, you need to ask. <laughs> uh, and because um, I, I, I know that some leaders going to come, come to you and like, hey, let me go we'll get coffee, blah, blah, blah. But be, be, be an, an initiator. Go initiate accountability. Hey, I, I, I think you're cool. Like, will you, will you be accountable for me? Will you be my leader? Will, will you spend time with me? Can I ask you questions? Can, this is right here. How do you get connected to leaders? How do you have accountability? Ask questions. Be a good question asker. Be a good question asker. I mean, that, that t- that's... I, like, the the best leaders that I know, the best people, humans I know, they're good question askers. Because yeah. they want to learn. They want to grow. They want to be better. They want to love Jesus more. And uh, so.
0: Yeah, that's great. It's simpler than you
1: think. Yeah. I, I, and, I would say.
0: And, and keep asking. Yeah. Ask once, and then keep asking. Because y'all's leaders are flawed. We're imperfect. Yeah. And we also. Sometimes don't text back. Don't text back. <laughs> oh. But don't take some of those Don't take some of those non-responses as like, okay, well, maybe they just don't want to. That's not true. So keep asking. Because it's gonna take that resiliency to to get that. But I think that's that's a big deal. Yeah.
1: Great. For for people who are a little bit older, maybe have kids, like your youth pastors. (laughs) Um something my dad would always say is, because they're busy people, right? I mean, they have kids, they have they have kids, period. (laughs) They're busy people. And so, but but something that my dad would always say, because they're like, well, how do I get time with these people? They, they just have, they're, they have busy lives. They're always doing something. They have kids. They have, you know, they're going back and forth. They're driving everywhere. Just go along with them. Like, if they're going to the grocery store, go to the grocery store with them. Like, if you have, if you have the time, the capability, go places with them. Run errands with them. Be around them. Because just like, just like he said about friends, like, who your friends are, who's, who you become. The people that you spend your time with is who you're going to become. So if you just spend time with people, If you spend time with these leaders that you love and you admire and you see Jesus in them, you see them growing
0: and loving Jesus more and more every day, get around them. That's good. Next question. I recently, I'm going to rephrase it a little bit. I recently broke up uh, in a relationship. Why do I get angry when I see other couples? Uh, Great question. Um, I think a lot of it is you're, you're still working through hurt and you're still working through disappointment. And uh, when you see, I mean another couple, another people that that are dating what they have what you don't right now, that's just a reminder that you don't have what you had. Um, and I think Pastor John said something recently about this like pain is an indicator. Pain is is can be good because it's an indicator that something is wrong. Uh something that something that something's hurting that something needs to get fixed. Like it's a good thing like when you um, I played football for the first time in four years on Thursday morning for the Turkey Bowl with some of these boys and some of our adult leaders. It was painful, um, and we, I mean I'm so sore. I've been I've never been I haven't been this sore in, in years. And we didn't even, we didn't even play tackle. It was just two hand touch. Um, but if I if I tore my ACL, which I didn't, but my wife thought I was going to. She didn't even believe in me. I texted her I was leaving the parking lot because like she was so like you're gonna get hurt get hurt blah blah blah. And I was like. I text her. I messed up my knee as I was leaving the parking lot. She's like, "I knew it. I knew you'd get hurt." I got home. I was like, "Are you serious? You didn't even believe in me? I'm just kidding. I didn't mess up my knee. I'm fine." Anyway, we'll figure we'll figure that out later. Um, <laughs> if I tore my ACL, uh, but I had no pain, and I kept trying to run on it or walk on it or whatever, uh, and I didn't feel any pain, I just kept walking on it. it would continue to deteriorate those torn ligaments and cause more damage, probably even permanent damage. But the pain is the indicator that something is wrong. I need to go get this fixed. I need to get this healed. Even in a relational, in a relationship thing, I think that that pain can be a good indicator that you continue to, to find where your anchor of hope is. Um, and it's okay to be feeling hurt. Uh, but let it be a season that reminds you that even the perfect relationship that you long to have one day will not bring you fulfillment and, and satisfaction and And happiness like you think it will. So while you're here where you are, go get your anchor in the hope of Jesus more than ever before. So that when the relationship comes in the future, that's that's right or the right person in the right time. Because how many know the right person plus the wrong time equals the wrong person? So that you, when that person comes in the right time, have a deeper anchor of hope in Jesus that will provide more life. For your relationship going forward, so great question, and I'm praying for you because I know that that hurts. Um, next one, we'll try to hit two or three more. Um, so many relationship ones I want to save them because they're gonna be so good. What do you think about high school? Uh, high, what do you think about high school relationships? Let um, me on to the next one. I'm just I'm just kidding. Uh, Second, I wanted to ask the other question. Is high school too early to date? Uh, Depends. (laughs) Depends. Uh, I was always under the impression that high school was too early to date. Uh, I think for the most part, we'll talk more about this in February. I think for the most part, for most people, it is. But for some, it's not. And so I don't think there's a universal like black and white, don't date in high school. It's in the Bible. It's not. Um, I think that there's wisdom in waiting, but I also think that people that are in high school that are dating can do it well, and there's there's some, you got the odds stacked against you, but it does not mean it's impossible. So, a lot of it comes down to some wisdom and people walking with you. We'll talk more about that in February. Great question. Anything you'd say on that? Did you date in high school? No. <laughs> uh- <laughs>
1: I didn't, but I had a lot of whatever you call them. Thing, we call them things. Things?
0: Uh, you guys still call them things? Yeah. Cool. Well, I had a lot cool. of them. So. Um, I did. A man, a man is just shaking your head. Yeah, I probably should that. How many things did you have in high school?
1: <laughs> no. Wow. That is all. <laughs> don't get me started on that. Anyways, I don't, I don't know what you define. Yeah, you're, you are very right. Ooh. We'll, def- uh, we'll define I, things yeah, everything. we'll define things later uh, i will i will say i will say having being married now um you date with intention, so yeah. you date to marry, right we don't date just because it's fun and we don't date just because it's like oh yeah, you're cute like d- we date to marry we date with intention, so uh again, I think some people like yes the the odds are stacked against you doesn't mean it's wrong, right. but dating to marry like if you can't marry in high school then it it just it just puts some odds against you. Like, well, I'm, if I'm dating to marry, but I can't actually marry in high school, it, you're just setting yourself up to wait longer, uh, which can lead to.
0: How many of you guys like to wait? Yeah.
1: Ah. Sweet. We're doing a series on waiting next week. so Don't, <laughs> don't come. We
0: got a ton of people here. <laughs> no, but for real, listen. Um, you know, I think. Church can get, we'll kind of end on this a little bit, I think, because I think I think a lot of you care about this. I might be yeah. wrong, but I think a lot of you. I gi- did when I was in high school. Given the, oh, me gosh, <laughs> given the questions you guys asked, I mean, 70 to 80% of them are all re- regarding relationship stuff. Um, this is going to be a place that we can navigate relationships well. I'm not going to be a youth pastor or a leader that, that just comes up here with a, a stamp of like, <laughs> You know, I mean, there are going to be some things that I will I will directly point you to what the Bible says as right or wrong, because ultimately I won't always be a voice in your life, but prayerfully the Word of God is, and so you need to know what's in here and have it in your heart more than any other voice. But I've also been in churches and been around places that are like, this is the only way, and this is this is the voice of God, and I'm going, but that actually is not that's not the voice of God. And then there's guilt and there's condemnation and there's weird judgments. And all of a sudden, there's this unhealthy culture where people are afraid to be in the light with relationships. So everybody does things in the dark. So then they all secretly do things. And that's way worse than just figuring stuff out for real in the light. So we've made a commitment. We're going to be a place here that doesn't shy away from the tough questions or being able to walk with you guys through relationship stuff or the the questions about relationships because – uh, you're gonna go do stuff anyway and figure things out in the dark. Let's let's walk this out in the light, so that ultimately God's more glorified and you are grown, healthier, in who you are as a person and as as in a relationship. And so, um, there's some amazing, amazing questions that you asked about relationships. I should give you one last one, just to give a little relationship teaser for February, because um, it's eight o'clock and we gotta wrap up. Physically. Oh. Gosh, it's too much for the time that we've got. (laughs) A couple of you asked about physical boundaries in relationships. Such a good question. Uh, Such a good question. Come back in February. (laughs) And and don't, don't, (laughs) here's what I'd say about that, though, too. Like, if you're physical in a relationship right now, that's not a free pass to keep being yeah, physical until February, until you learn the boundaries. Feel me? Like, oh, Patrick Chase said February, Wait so like February. we're good now. Just <laughs> keep going, right? No. 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 Accountability. No. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Although in the last two weeks, I've talked about kissing. I don't know. That's a lot. I've never done that before. Two weeks back-to-back talking about kissing. What's wrong with me? Um. Last question is uh, Can we sing Oceans after the sermon? No, we're not going to sing. <laughs> we're not going to sing Oceans, t- at least tonight. We probably should at some point, though. I missed that song, it's been a while. It's a good song.